0: The Brandom Podcast. Welcome to The Brandom Podcast with Brandon Jones. You can find out more about me at Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Or follow the band at BrandonJonesBand.com on Facebook and Instagram. What's Brandon anyway? Ladies and gentlemen, now the host of your show, Brandon Jones. All right, thanks for coming in. Um, you know, we've been doing this love series talking about falling in love and because love is my favorite thing. It is probably the coolest thing ever. I think we can all kind of agree on that, that there's nothing that drives you more than love, right? Love in, in every aspect of life could be towards someone or something, or maybe you're doing something to fall in love with that someone or something. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, I have a love for music and a love for playing live. I I absolutely love it. There's nothing more in life that I want to do more than that. Is it as much of a love that I have for my children or for my wife or for people in my life? Probably not, but I would say it's different. I would say it's different, right? There's a lot of people out there that love their job. They love their career. They love what they do. They might love their car, maybe a motorcycle, and it might even seem like, you know, they spend more time with it than they do with their significant other or their family, because it means that much to them. Some would say maybe they do it because, you know, it doesn't talk back <laughs> or it, it doesn't do anything. It just makes them feel better. So I guess in a way, love is, is probably all sorts of different things, right? I, I don't really know. I'm not a professional. I don't know. What a frick do I know? But I know this much. Like I said in my last episode, I was talking about my, my old wife. <laughs> I refer to her as my old wife. She is my ex-wife. We are divorced. We did have two kids. And uh, I guess in a way I refer to her as an old wife because she still means a lot to me. She really does. Um, how do you How do you replace somebody like that? I think that's something that in my mind I wish this world could change from is when people split up. I mean, they automatically hate the other person, like like we're supposed to. Or we're supposed to hate them because they don't love us anymore. Or maybe they did us wrong, or we did them wrong, or whatever the case might be. But it's like we're supposed to hate them for some reason. Why? Why can't we agree that, hey, look, I'll never be with that person again, but I still love that person. Like, I I had a lot of really good memories, and there's some things I'd never take back with my old wife. I love that. I wouldn't change anything. You know, yeah. Did we fall apart? Did things not work out like we both wanted them to? Sure. But I still love her as a person. She's still the mother of my children, you know, and I wouldn't change that for anything. And how am I supposed to go through life hating the mother of my children? How am I supposed to face my kids and tell them, I hate your mom? You know, I just hate her. Life is fine. Everything else is cool. Your mom sucks. How am I supposed to do that that's not right that's their mom you know those are my kids so if there's anything I wish in this world it would be that you see too often people argue and fight at the end of a relationship whether they were married or not they just hate each other and it's like they know it neither one of them are right or wrong but they're constantly just picking at the other person trying to make them either a look bad feel bad or whatever it's like a bully situation but why? What are you trying to achieve? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> this is about love. And uh, fortunately for me, I will say this. As as great as my old wife was and as much as I hated getting a divorce, I hated it. I planned on being together for the rest of my life. I said I would. Therefore, I said I would. And I meant it. And it was really hard for me to swallow that pill when we split up. It's really hard for me to come to terms with the fact that this relationship is over and I've got to move on. There's nothing I could do about it. I only get half of the vote, and it only counts for ten percent in this situation. <laughs> and so, moving on. Right. I think the weirdest part about now being, you know, freshly single on the scene, well, possibly on the hunt, was I was like, do I need to be uh, single for a while, or do I need to find somebody right away? I don't know. I didn't know what the right answer was, but what I thought was weird is how girls come out of the woodwork when they found out that I was single. Some were friends. Some were not. Some, what I thought was really weird is while I've, so like I said earlier in a few episodes ago, I talked about how there was girls possibly that liked me. I wasn't sure in middle school and in high school and I, and I don't know if they liked me or not, but I surely liked them. But what I thought was weird is once I joined a band. See, back then nobody really noticed me, and they thought of me as a friend. And once I joined a band and, and became who who I am today, it really changed things. Uh, a lot of people talked to me different, looked me up on social media, and you know did some different things, which I appreciated. Um, it did make me feel a little bit better and and cooler. But makes me wonder if you know I would have pursued them when I was younger if it would have worked out. Or if it's that they like, you know, who I am today. But I had to move on. It was tough, man. It was really rough. I thought for a second that I would go get like some, as my friend would call it, strange. Hey, man, you can go get some strange. <laughs> go, it means strange I mean you go have sex with somebody you don't even know, man. Just, you know, knock the dust off and have some fun about it. And I, that's never been me. I've never been able to do that. As much as I'd like to, as much as I maybe would have tried, I I really kind of suck at it. But I always kind of had a light crush on a girl. There's always girls in life you have crushes on, right? Am I the only one that feels that way? When you look at girls, whether you're married or not, this is, you can't act upon it. There's nothing you could do. But you're kind of like, man, if I was single, like, I'd go find out more about that girl. Not like that, but I would find out more about her. Like, maybe I don't like her. I don't know. Maybe she's just pretty. And you go talk to her and you're like, phew, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I don't know. Well, I got about as lucky as a person can get. I've had a lot of friends get divorced. I've had, you know, girlfriends and guy friends that have gotten divorced. And it's never worked out, you know, as well as it did for me. I got extremely lucky. Well, so here I am, um, newly single, not even fully divorced yet, right? Like, because that takes a while attorney's got to argue about absolutely nothing, and uh, so that takes a while. But I, uh, I, this is, I tell this story on stage, but the true honest-to-God version is pretty close to what I say on stage. There was a, a girl that worked at Joe's place. Megan was her name. And I went in, and I started kind of flirting around with her a little bit, and I wasn't sure if this was going to be the strange that my friends were talking about, or if there was going to be more to this, because I I liked her, I think, right? But I didn't know her, so i got to get to know her first. So I'm flirting with her, and and I'm thinking she's way out of my league because she's really pretty, and she's a little younger than me, uh, six years younger than me, but uh, whatever. And uh, (laughs) it actually worked out. Uh, She actually liked me. So like what I say on stage is I went in drunk after softball one night and started hitting on this waitress, and that is true. I did go in drunk after softball one night, and I told her one time, she was our waitress, I said, you know what, I really like you, and I just kind of stared at her, and there was a slight pause, which what seemed like for an eternity, but it was probably only like a split second, but it seemed like an eternity, because it was just that weird moment where I said, I kind of like you, and then I just looked at her like, oh shit, in my mind. (laughs) And she looked at me, and she smiled, and she goes, you know what? I like you, too. And I'm like, oh. And then she walked away, and I was like, I honestly thought her response was going to be, oh, thanks, Brandon. You know, I think you do want another beer. (laughs) That's what I thought she was going to say. But she said she liked me, too. And then I'm like, well. What does it mean? Like, does she like me like me, or did she just say that like as in, she likes me because I tip good, you know, or what? What kind of like are we talking here? So uh, we just kind of furthered on our conversation. I waited around way too long and chitty-chatted with her for quite a while, and then uh, there was the night uh, that I wrote the song Kiss Me All Night about because that's what happened. And that's when I usually share that story, right? As I say, well, something something met this girl, something, bar and lines and kissed me all night. And uh <laughs> and that's kind of what happened. That first night we really kind of hung out. Um we'd both, you know, been drinking or whatever, but we started talking and then we made out like all night long. All right. And uh the <laughs> it was kind of fun. Uh it was. It was really cool. And, and it was something happened where I, I'm not sure if I was in love yet, you know, because I still barely knew this girl, I knew her; she's a waitress at Joe's place. She's fun to talk to. She's fun to hang out with, but I barely know her. You know, I don't know. Does she have a dad, a mom, brothers, sisters? I don't know anything about her, you know? So I started getting to know her. Now, this is where <laughs> it got a little weird, uh, because as I'm getting to know her, I'm still getting divorced. It's not even legal yet, right? But I, at the time, I think my my old wife and I had both kind of moved on. Uh, she had a, a boyfriendish or whatever at the time, and I'm not sure. And I mean, I don't I don't really know. I I think she did. I don't really know. And I was moving on with this, and I'm not even sure if I could call Megan my girlfriend at the time. But we started spending more and more time together. And it wasn't so much that we had a a grossly amount of things in common. To be honest with you, my old wife and I had probably more in common. But something was just different. You know what I mean? Like where I lacked, Megan was strong. Where Megan lacked, I was strong. It just kind of went together. And and, this will come to, to play more a little later. But, like, it just seemed right. You know, but I still wasn't sure. So we're hanging out. We're spending a lot of time together. We're finding out more about each other. And, you know, we started hanging out enough where I was like, I just got to lay my cards on the table here because I'm not even divorced yet. I'm not sure if she knew that at the time. I mean, I knew she knew I was married and that I had split up with my wife. Otherwise, she said she wouldn't have hung out with me. And so that was nice. Um, but we hadn't done nothing yet either because we were wanting to wait for the f- divorce to be completely final. She felt better about herself if we did that. I probably would have felt better about myself. I mean, we made out. And to be honest, that's just as much cheating as anything else. But anyway, we. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was like, I'm gonna lay my cards on the table here. I'm just gonna tell you what's up. I kind of like you. You kind of like me. And she was like, Yep. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. My divorce isn't completely final. I've had a vasectomy and I've got two kids. I have a house out in Rapid Valley. I have bills, and I can barely afford all of them by myself, and uh, I'm in a band, and the band is extremely important to me, and I'm going to choose the band over a lot of things, and uh, I might be gone a lot, I might need you to babysit my kids a lot in the future, I might need you to deal with my old wife, I have a relationship with her, and that's going to mean a lot to me, because I don't want you being rude to her or mean or mad. Um, the kids are the most important thing and it's all about doing things for them. And, uh, I'm not sure if I want any more kids going forward. I could be convinced otherwise, but there, there's my hand, look at it. And if that's not a deal not a hand you want to deal with, then I completely understand. And we can just kind of cut our losses now before we're too involved with each other. And she said, I. I understand all that, that, and and she was willing to work with it. You know, did everything work out perfect? Did everything I say match up with what she wanted perfectly? Probably not, but she never complained about it. You know, and and further and further as our relationship got closer and closer, uh, I didn't necessarily like where she was living at the time. I didn't want to go over there and spend time. I'm just not much for hanging out with smokers or – Uh, people, certain lifestyles of people just doesn't, I don't, I don't like being around it, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter, but that's where she was at. And she did smoke at the time too. Well, I said, look, man, I could really use some help with the bills. This is a little early on, but, um, would you want to move in with me now before this we had been spending time enough together and it's probably been a couple of months, you know? And I had introduced her to the kids. The kids liked her. I So I asked the kids before I asked her, would you guys mind if Megan moved in? She's now your mom, and I'm not asking her to be your mom, but she could help out. She could help, you know, with the chores. She could just be a woman in her life. And my kids were younger, but they were all about it. They were like, yes, we love Megan. Let her move in. Well, So not too long after that, she moved in and honestly, it was getting tough. It was getting hard to afford my home. It was getting hard to, and I really had this goal in mind that I wanted to save that home. I wanted to keep it for the kids. I don't think my kids cared that much about it. Uh, They did. They said that they did. So I wanted to keep it for them and I wanted to keep that consistency where they, they always had that home to go to, you know, not meaning like, like their moms didn't have a good home. Their mom had a great home. And matter of fact, she just bought an, a new home that's great, perfect, and she deserves it. And so it's like, it wasn't about that. It's just I wanted that stability. That's the only home that they've ever known. So it's, it's more than I could afford, but I wanted to stay in it. Well, she moved in, definitely helped pay us some of the bills. And, uh, you know, before I even invited her over, I had to give her kind of a warning. Hey, look, I dove face first into bachelor life. All right, there's some laundry. Okay, the house has been kind of cleaned. You know what I mean? Like I like one week might have vacuumed, the next week might have dusted, the next week might have not done anything, and then I might have had to do laundry because I was out of clothes. Okay, so that's kind of where I'm at. But that, like I said about Megan picking up where I lack and me helping her where she lacks, that's exactly what happened. She came in, she had a couple of days off, she cleaned the whole entire house, she did all of the laundry, the kids' laundry as well, and put it all in our rooms. And she didn't complain once about it. She said she loved doing it. She's always wanted to be like that. She's used to doing that with, like, growing up with her brother and stuff like that and being around her family. She just was used to being that kind of person. She's a very clean, organized person, which I was used to, because that's how the old wife was, too. So I'm like, oh, great. To be honest with you, this is where I want to stop and say this is where I've been very fortunate my whole life because my mom was that way. And then I went from my mom to my old wife and then my old wife to my new wife and they've all taken care of me. Can I do laundry? Can I clean? Yeah, I can probably do it with the best of them. Sometimes I think I can clean better than my new wife but I'm not going to say nothing because then I'd have to do it. (laughs) She does it. Oh man. But anyways, so she moved in and I can't tell you how many times I was struggling, just in life, struggling. I'm still dealing with the divorce. I'm still dealing with that. You know, my friend put it best. A friend of mine, Andy, put it best that when people are married, they're kind of joined together like they, two humans. Their skin combines. They become one. And when you get divorced, it's like almost ripping a scab or a Band-Aid off, right? It's, but it's slow. Like, it's painful. And that's what I was going through. It was really tough emotionally physically it was really hard and it was a weird place for my new wife for megan to be in because there was times when i would cry there's times when i would break down and 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 just struggle the simplest things and she would just give me a big hug she would just hold me and be there like i said when where, where i lacked she was strong Where she lacked i was strong and she just She just helped me through it. Isn't that weird? I think it's really weird for your new love to help you in such a manner from your old love. Uh, It's just kind of weird to me, but she did it. Then, you know, it was like a little bit before she moved in. We were doing things instead of saying, you know, I love you. We would say, I really like you. I like you. Goodbye. (laughs) I like you. Have a good day. I like you. Like how a normal couple would say, I love you. Well, at this point when she moved in, we were just starting to transition from I like you's to I love you's. To be honest, I can't remember who said I love you first. It was probably me because I felt it. I felt I love you. It was like when we laid down together, when we cuddled. Not like that, but when we cuddled, just like I said, another situation where... Where I was weak, she was strong, where she was weak, I was strong, it was that that's how it was when we cuddled. It was like we went together like a zipper. and it was comfortable. Nothing against anybody anybody else I'd ever cuddled with. It just for some reason fit. I don't know. It just worked. Well, So so we go forward. I'd also told her that I'd probably never get married again. Why? Because that was the most miserable experience I'd ever been through. Not the marriage, but the divorce. And I'm like, I don't want to do that again. I don't, I don't want to get, you know, people change. My old wife, I'm sure her intentions were not to hurt me ever, you know. And, and, and my intentions were not to hurt her. But it's what happened at the end. And so it was really tough. And I just didn't want to do that again. I'm like, man, people change, and you're perfect and all now, and we fit together like a zipper. It's this, I like you, I love you, and everything's perfect. But, like, I don't want that to end. I'm afraid to get married again. I'm afraid to commit like that where we have to divorce, and I don't want to. If we break up, we break up and we walk away. I don't know why, but when you get married, it's just different, right? But after being together for quite a few years, um. And being madly in love with each other and and just being together. She joined the bowling league that me and the old wife used to bowl on. Uh, my my new wife is not athletic at all. She don't really know baseball or sports, really. But she was coming to most of my kids' sports games, coming to watch me play softball. Uh, she even learned how to keep score for better or for worse. And, uh, you know, She, she really stepped in and, and did what she needed to do now in every relationship. There's struggles, there's ups, there's downs. And, uh, this is another situation where, where I lacked. She was strong because anytime I was down or struggling or gone or whatever was going on, she just picked up the slack, you know, and, uh, ran with it. I might leave her home with the kids She would take care of the kids. She would communicate with my old wife so that I didn't have to sit there and be the middleman. You know, things are going really good. So it's like my mom told me, hey, man, you need to make an honest woman out of this girl. You know, if you're going to be with her for the rest of your life, you plan on hanging out together for a while. You guys got a dog, you know, um, then you might as well just do it. Marry her ugh, my mom's right. You know what I mean? Like, she's always right. Freaking moms. And so my dad was right there agreeing with her. He was like, oh, whatever. And I think everybody kind of noticed a difference. The difference in me with Megan around. It was just different. I felt different. I felt better. She supported me. She pushed me to a higher level of me. Not saying my old wife didn't, but I'm saying it was just different. Like I said, we just worked. And uh so I freaking did. Bought a ring, took her uh, sister-in-law with me to pick it out, bought a ring, wrote a song about it, and uh, proposed to her at summer nights. A lot of you listen to this podcast or a lot of you in Rapid City might have seen it. There was a ton of people there. And uh you know it was really kind of funny going into it my Megan was like, so it's so cool. My whole entire family showed up. I was like, yeah, she's like, they must really like your band. Why they must, you know, (laughs) they must really like this band. That's what it is. It wasn't that I called and invited them all and said that I was going to propose. I proposed and we were engaged for quite some time, Um, about a a, a little over a year, I think, before we got married. We weren't in a huge rush. Thankfully, we got married before COVID happened. But in the time that we were engaged, you know, a lot of things kind of changed. Um, Megan lost her mom, which was extremely difficult to her and her family, but especially her. Her mom was like her best friend. You would have never thought it was her mom. You would have thought it was like a sister or something, but, you know, it was her mom. And uh, it was a really hard time for Megan. Um, and I was having to really pick up the slack in our relationship which I found that I, I don't know if I'm as good as she is, but I did my best. And, and, and it was, she was working all the time and then going and seeing her mom, trying to take care of us as a family, me, the kids, um, the dogs. And uh, it, it was difficult. It was really hard. And we essentially were just sitting there watching her mother, uh, get worse and worse and her mother struggled with, uh, alcohol addiction and, uh, come to find out, um, my wife lost both of her biological parents that way, you know, um, through complications of, you know, I'm not sure with her dad, if it was with alcohol, if it was, you know, that was just part of it. I I don't really know, but, but I think so. And so it was really hard for her to see that again and with her mom but we went in to see her mom and her mom was looking quite a bit better at the hospital but she was still struggling pretty bad and and I don't know what her mom was really holding on for I mean because she was fighting and and she didn't look good but I can remember I grabbed her her mom's hand after we'd been sitting in there for a half hour or so and her mom we couldn't even understand what her mom was saying and We were trying to leave, and her mom was real restless. And I said, I grabbed her mom's hand, and and her mom's name was Mary. And I was like, Mary, I've got Megan. You don't got to worry about it. If you have other places you need to be, I'll take care of Megan. Don't you worry. We, uh, We walked away from the hospital, and we're headed home. And, you know, the wife's struggling with all of it. And, uh, as soon as we got home, we walked inside and, and Megan got a phone call from the hospital that we needed to come back right away. And she started kind of, you know, she was confused. She was really upset. So I grabbed the phone and the, and the nurse said that you need to get back right away. I think her mom's about to pass away. And as I'm talking to her on the phone, another nurse in the background said, Something I couldn't make out and then her said, I'm really sorry, but she just passed. You should get back in here. So he turned around and 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 went back, um, called the family and were able to spend time with her. But. When you make that kind of promise. It really changes things. Because after that, my wife really struggled Struggled with uh, a lot of things, the the parts where uh, she picked up where I was weak and I picked up where she was weak started changing quite a bit, and it got even more difficult and really tested our relationship. We got married, and it kept testing our relationship. And there was moments where it was really difficult, and I thought about um breaking my promise or leaving, but I remembered back to when all the times I struggled at the beginning when, you know, she barely even knew me and she was willing to help me through a loss of my old wife and how she just was there. It wasn't that she said the right things or did the right thing. She was just there. And so this was my time to be able to step up and help her through it. It was tough. It was a a tough struggle. But I'm glad I did because my wife is the most amazing person in the world. And she supports me. Uh, She loves me. She tells me I'm stupid. Uh... When I have stupid decisions or stupid ideas, Um, we both struggle sometimes. But the difference with our relationship than other relationships I've been in is we we realize that we both make mistakes. I don't think either one of us would have ever realized how important the other one was if it wasn't for our past struggles. My old wife had bad relationships. She's been in bad situations. She's been in good situations. But it's those kinds of things that really kind of put you together. You know, and sometimes you could be mad at whoever, old relationships or whatever, and you could hold resentment. But to be honest, you ought to thank them because they're the reason that you appreciate what you have today or that. You've looked for the love that you have today. But me and the wife have been married for a little over two years at this time. We'll be three years in June. And uh, it is this? it's crazy, you know. Every day's a battle. It's like oil and water. If you don't keep it blended, you're going to separate and become two different things. That's one thing I learned throughout any of my relationships is becoming more blended, staying together. Are we going to have a kid? I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that again, but she could convince me otherwise, I suppose. That concludes the love series. That's my love story for the most part. There's a lot that I'm sure I left out, and a lot of stuff that um, I probably miss said or, or said wrong, but get the idea out there. Um, either way, I just hope that if you're looking for love or you have love in your life, that you work on it and, and keep it. Uh, going, growing, and you can work on your relationship all the same. Love you guys. Thank you the brandon podcast hey thanks for listening to the brandon podcast you can always subscribe follow and please leave some comments also share it on social media tag me in the post brandon jones radio on facebook and instagram got something you just gotta share with me hit me up on my email brandon at catradio.com. that's b-r-a-n-d-o-n at k-a-t radio.com and as always we're looking for sponsors love you